Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone. Welcome into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Rada, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we've got an NWSL weekend preview for you because it is here Saturday, March 25th on Paramount+. Plus. Don't forget, you're going to get a free month of Paramount Plus with a promo code NWSL2023. And here at Attacking Third, we'll be doing weekend previews and recaps all season long. Plus, we've got exclusive player interviews for you. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And follow us across all social media at Attacking Third. Lisa, we're back. We're back on our grind. We're back with the weekly previews. We're going to be back with the weekly recaps. We're throwing in and sprinkling in some player interviews and other exclusive content. And uh, we're, we're back. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to be here with you again this morning. I am so thrilled. It's a big sigh of relief because we made it. 148 days or something from the championship <laughs> game until uh, – Saturday when it all kicks off again. Finally, this is what we live for. This is it. I mean, the offseason's fine. There's a lot of trades and drama yeah. and free agency that happens. And I had a blast covering it with you. There's no knock on the offseason. But being in season is so much better. It is thrilling. Thank God we get to break down games again. We get to give our picks and predictions. We get to be incredibly wrong. We get to be right and get yeah. some bat bragging rights. Um, oh, gosh. it's I, I've had like a weight lifted off my chest because we're here. We finally made it um, only like 24, 72 more hours as at the uh, time of this recording before kickoff and we are officially underway. Yeah, I'm with you. We're doing this uh, live Thursday morning on the 23rd. So two two more sleeps, right? I think that's that's how we got to frame it and 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 put it in perspective for for those of us joining us. Um, and and we're gonna have a lot of fun this season. Uh, there's something about this 11th year uh, in NWSL where it just 
chatting with the players that we've chatted with, the, the coaches that we've been, been talking to over the course of the offseason, there's just like a real eagerness to kind of take that next step forward and just get on the pitch and uh, sort of, you know, showcase what everyone's been been working off uh working on during their off seasons uh and we're gonna have a bit of fun too right we we actually want to let everybody know that you can play along with us as we're uh as we're navigating this regular season we've got a bingo card for you all to keep track of throughout the duration of the regular season you can find it on our socials and you know if you're unfamiliar with being with the bingo uh you can go ahead and uh Get five squares in a row, any direction. You can go vertical, horizontal, diagonal, and you win bingo. Uh, so if you win, uh, you can tweet at us using the hashtag attacking third bingo and make sure you let us know. And, you know, you get uh, the ever wonderful prize of uh, exclusive bragging rights on the internet. And who doesn't love to, to brag on the internet sometimes? But I, I love this NWSL bingo card that we've got going on. We've got some fun stuff in here about, you know, that's very specific to attacking third. You know, if Lisa gets all of her picks right, if I get all of my game picks right, those are uh, a bingo square for you. You know, if I, if I'm wearing a hat, you know, or if I mention <laughs> Chicago, like that's going to, that's going to be a, a, a square for you. Definitely if you're watching some, this, some if you're watching it live there. right now, you've already got a square. Like look at that. <laughs> it, it works out. It works out for everyone. But I'm, I love the, the NWSL specific uh, squares that we've gotten here. I mean, Laura Harvey sits on a cooler that's Heck that's yeah. also got to be like an opening weekend square that you I know right so we we definitely threw some softballs in there right like you can already check off Sandra wears a hat like amazing uh but then there's some there's some tricky ones in here I mean yeah. ones that don't happen all the time but we would love to see happy happen Becky Sauerbrunn scores a goal Heck yeah, uh, we want to see that. Um, rookie goals that happen, Marta sauce. We got some really good ones, really fun ones. We're going to have a lot of fun with this this year. So definitely follow us on social. Our, our social team does a fantastic job. Shout out to Lauren Markwith on Twitter at Attacking Third, Instagram at Attacking Third, TikTok, um, all the places. And take a screenshot of your square. Make sure you fill it out. Tweet it back at us. Use the hashtag. Um, we'll, we're going to keep tabs. And and who knows, maybe there'll be a special prize instead of just bragging rights from me personally, just because I've I've got some goodies to give away. Uh, but I'm really excited about this. It's the start of the 11th year. We got a new rebrand at Attacking Third. We wanted to throw some different games out there for, for our listeners. Yeah. Love this. Uh, play along with us, everybody. I know we'll be taking a look at it as, as the season goes on. Um, before we do take a deep dive into uh, all of the games that are taking place this weekend and ahead of making our picks and predictions, we wanted to kick off uh, the episode with a bit of breaking news uh, out of Gotham FC. Allie Krieger announcing that she is retiring after the 2023 NWSL season. Uh, making the announcement on CBS mornings and, uh, you know, basically saying within, within the announcement and on, and on the show that, you know, she really, she really wants to win an NWSL championship with Gotham and, and go out on top. So um, I, I love, I love that uh, part of this season uh, is going to include a little bit of, of a farewell tour uh, for a player like Ali Kriege. She's had uh, quite an illustrious career thus far, two-time world cup champion um, with the national team. Uh, has played in multiple clubs in in the NWSL. Uh, has made appearances in in NWSL Championship Finals. Right. Has fallen just short of that that goal of hers. But um, hopefully, maybe this will be one of those uh, you know 
motivating factors, right? That mm-hmm. that a team kind of rallies around and 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 tries to push for in in the course of a, of a regular season. So, yep. uh, Allie Krieger hanging hanging up the cleats after this season. Big announcement to start this match week one weekend that we have coming out of um, really a legend, a defender legend with the U.S. and and as you talked about, she has won so many awards and so many titles. Um, she's won a UEFA Champions League title. Yeah. Right after she graduated from Penn State, she went straight overseas to play. Um, and, and that's where she ended up being on a winning team and, and going all the way. She's won two World Cups, been to three World Cup finals. She's won so many things, but that ever elusive NWSL championship that Krieger has been chasing for so many years. Um, this is the year. So she said in, in her, she went on CBS good morning and announced her retirement saying that this was going to be it, but that her focus was solely on Gotham FC this year. And that all she wanted to do was end her career on a high, win a championship. So I know for Gotham fans, it's got to be almost bittersweet to hear, right? Because she announces her retirement. It's her last season, but she's going to give it everything that she possibly can this year. Um, but definitely kudos and congrats to a player at uh, at this level for all that Krieger has given to the game. Um, mom of two, Ocean and Sloan. And I know she talked about that as well, how being a working mom is, is difficult as so many working moms out there know, but she can't wait to kind of hang up her cleats at the end of this year and just spend so much more time with her kids and with Ashlyn, her wife. It's been a very storied career, but her story's not over yet. She's still got the pen in her hand. One more push for Gotham and Allie. Yeah, and they've got a, a game this weekend. Like all, <laughs> like all twelve clubs have got the six matches on the slate for the schedule this week. Let's let's make some picks. Let's do some previewing of some of these matches and these teams going head to head. Let's start with our first preview nwsl week one match previews we've got saturday march 25th with a double header to kick off opening weekend north carolina courage versus kansas city current will open things up at 2 p.m eastern north carolina the host in this one you can catch this game on paramount plus listen if you've been following along with attacking third we have been doing so much content over the course of the offseason, and that has included team-specific previews. We did 12 team-by-team previews for everyone, and we took deep dives on, on all 12 clubs in the league. And when we talked about these two teams specifically, we actually did some, you know, had some fun with some predictions not too long ago. We had them closing out their season in very different positions on the league table. So here it is, match week one. We're looking at these two teams. There's multiple storylines in there, right? There's the turnover in North Carolina and how they're in a bit of a rebuild. Kansas City current and their very strong offseason picking up Davinia in free agency. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Now, we're doing this on a th- the Thursday before uh, these games kick off, Lisa, so we don't have things like the availability reports in front of us and what's going on there, but um, Davinia may or may not be a question mark uh, in this game uh, leading up to, to Saturday, but when we're looking at these two teams, do you have a winner? Do you have a loser? Is it just going to be preseason rust kicking uh, kick being kicked around uh, is there a draw in the works in this one what, what what's your pick in this one uh there's gonna be a lot of draws throughout the weekend i yeah. i'm just gonna blanket statement that for everyone that's um making their own guesses and and picks for this weekend but north carolina 
against Kansas City, as you just talked about, so many storylines. Dabinia being probably the biggest one for me at this point because she spent six seasons in Cary, North Carolina, and now on, on a new team um, with a couple-year contract under Matt Potter at Kansas City Current. How is this midfield going to look for the current? Because not only did they get Dabinia in this free agency, but they picked up Vanessa Bernardo, Morgan Gatral. They've got Desiree Scott, who won't be competing this weekend. Um, she's out at the beginning of the season, but that's also a midfield position. Alex Luera, who we saw as a rookie for Casey last year, pushing forward. And and how are they going to line up? What's going to happen? We saw some glimpses of it throughout the preseason, but now as they go up against a North Carolina side that's also had a lot of turnover, they they signed all four of their draft picks. Um, they lost some big players. Diana Ordonia is going to Houston. Of course, Dabinia, the free agent leading. Um, how, how do these two sides kind of fit the puzzle pieces against each other? And really, how do they line up in the midfield? Because the midfield battle is is where it's going to come down. In goal, you've got two U.S. internationals, A.D. French for the current, Casey Murphy for North Carolina. I think they're going to be brick walls. They've got a lot to prove this year in a World Cup, in a World Cup year for the United States. Um, but in this one, we talked about Kansas City and how much turnover they did. We had them picked and predicted to finish at the top of the standings at the end of the year. And I think the current is going to start strong going up against 2022 challenge cup winners in the courage. Um, I, I think that Kansas city is going to get the win at the end of this match. It's okay. be really tough though, but I think there's going to be a little bit of edge to Dabinia's game going up against her former club and, and now playing with the swagger with Kansas city. And I mean, I just want to see Kansas city get goals so we can see all the goal celebrations they've worked on in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That that's really where we want to see the build, right? We want to see the build, the the the, the build up, and 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 all the work they have done from last season to this season on the goal celebrations, right? We're all keeping our eyes on that <laughs> for sure, myself included. Uh, but in terms of a pick, you know, between these two, I, I I'm almost like I hate to do this, but it's really for me is going to depend on who is ready to go, right? Uh, come you know opening day. Um, really on, on both sides of the pitch, but mostly for, for Kansas city. I think if they've got the majority of the pieces that will be included in what I think is going to be their ideal starting 11, that uh, they will be the team to run with as, as far as a, a pick for a win, but I won't be surprised if this is a, a more narrow scoreline. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there is a winner, I am going with Kansas city in this one, but I think it might be maybe even like a one zero. I'm really excited about those yeah. individual battles. You mentioned, um, you must, you mentioned France and, and you mentioned Murphy and that's where I'm looking at, you know, in terms of, players who are likely to impact uh, this type of game for their teams. I, I wouldn't, I won't be surprised if it's a little bit of a showcase for the goalkeepers uh, as, you know, strikers and midfielders and anyone else who's in a more attacking minded um, are still trying to, to get into, uh, you know, regular season form. So it's, uh, it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, Everyone is so like amped up, I think, to kind of get out and step out into the pitch that there there might be some some crossbar shots. There might be some, you know, (laughs) things that go a little bit too wide and things like that. But eventually one's going to get in. And I do think it's going to be for Kansas City. So one zero for me 
Kansas City in in this one. Let's uh, let's keep it moving with the previews here. Let's talk a little bit about San Diego Wave FC versus Chicago Red Stars. This is closing out Saturday night. It's going to kick off 10 p.m. Eastern at Snapdragon Stadium. This one you can catch on CBS Sports Network. Storylines in this one. Uh, we're chatting a little bit uh, in this in this first game with with Kansas City and North Carolina. Some similar uh, threads there for this game. Uh, former Chicago Red Stars players uh, Danny Colaprico, uh, Rachel Hill, uh, now exercise the, their rights for agency with uh, San Diego. Going to go up against. Chicago Red Stars. This is also a quarterfinal rematch. We saw these two teams go head to head to kick off the postseason. Uh, a two-one win for uh, for the Wave to go ahead and, and break through into to the semifinal. So I'm I'm excited to to see these two go head to head, and it's gonna it's also gonna be our first taste of <laughs> NWSL after dark. So um, that always is a recipe for what's going to happen <laughs> here. Uh, but I think folks, for maybe perhaps the casual fan who might tune in uh, to a game like this, they're obviously going to look at some of the bigger names uh, that are involved in this game, and and you're gonna see an Alex Morgan for San Diego Wave, and you're going to see a Mal Swanson for Chicago Red Stars. And that could be a big matchup to take a look at on this pitch as well. Yeah, I think that's the one of the biggest storylines for me. Alex Morgan against Mallory Swanson, superstars for the U.S. International, superstars for their respective clubs. San Diego, Alex Morgan, 15 goals last year. Golden boot winner. Mallory Swanson, 11 goals. That was the highest single season goal total in NWSL for Swanson. And she tied third in the league last year. I think um, for those two players, this first opening match is really going to set the set the stage for the season for a World Cup year for these players. Um, those those are the two, honestly, that I'm like, let's just go off. No defense, all vibes in this game. Can we get lots of goals between these sides? What? I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that's we gotta we gotta shoot for the stars here, Sandra. We yeah. really do. But between these two, I mean, we've already heard from San Diego hosting at Snapdragon that they've broken records about how many tickets they've sold for this opening weekend and opening match. It's it's becoming a very intimidating place for fans to go and yeah. play. Um, the weather is is beautiful. 99 days, 99% of the time for San Diego. So I think that doesn't necessarily give an advantage to either side. Whereas uh, when I look at a Providence Park for Portland Thorns, the advantage, the weather goes to the team that's been there the longest and that would be the home side. But between San Diego and Chicago, I think when we we have to look at this goalkeeper keeping battle again, I think Saturday, that's, that's a little bit the name of the game. Kaylin Sheridan, Canadian International for the Wave and for the Red Stars, uh, U.S. International national um Alyssa Nayer yeah. they're going to be big for this game really big in, in the goalkeeper battle and then it it honestly becomes Kaylin Sheridan against Mallory Swanson yeah. and Alyssa Nayer against Alex Morgan um Sandra I want to know from you your red stars you've been up and down on them but most recently getting pretty high on them as we take back to the season they've got some comeback stories how are they going to look defensively and and can they get a win over the wave yeah, I think they can. I think that's the beauty about week one, right? It's like it's it's really has the energy of like anything can happen. I think 
you have that you have that type of, of narrative around the playoffs, right? But I think even when you're looking at match week one, that's also a bit of the, the narrative around the teams going into this weekend. Uh, it really, it could go anyway for any team uh, amongst any of the matches. Uh, but I'm I'm looking at those those deeper storylines. I think you know when we're looking across the league, you look at all 12 clubs. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them are going to have a, a comeback story amongst their roster. But when you're looking at Chicago, you're you're looking at anywhere from like three to four players who are finally going to make their return for this team. And while we maybe are looking at North Carolina um, and Kansas City as possibly like a goalkeeper battle, I might not say that we might get something similar here, but I am looking at the defensive shapes for both of these teams going forward because we're looking at San Diego led by their, uh, you know, uh, Naomi Girma, their multi-award winning center back at this point, defender of the year, rookie of the year, right? Uh, can absolutely hold things down for the back line. Also, Kaylin Sheridan in net. It's going to be good to see uh, those two get back on the pitch together for um, for the wave. But I think when you're looking at Chicago, there's similar threads there. You've got Alyssa yeah. Nayer in net. You're, we're going to see the return of, of, of Casey Kruger. We're possibly going to see the return of Tierna Davidson, you know, a player who, that's one, that's who was, one that I'm really, yeah, and, and we, sh- and we should be excited about it. Chicago had their media day not too long ago. I was privileged to attend that in person and Tierna Davidson is ready to go. Um, so I, I am very high on the defensive shapes for both of these teams going in to this match. And along with it being a week one match, which is why I think it's still going to be a narrow scoreline. It might come down to who has that moment of brilliance. And I think Mallory Swanson is showing us that she is in ridiculous form right now to start 2023. And she is at this rate good for a goal a game and if that's what it's going to take i think it's going to go chicago's way let's kick things off the right way the hometown kids going I, with the hometown team i'm going with the red stars 1-0 on this one i was going to give you crap if you didn't pick chicago because it's opening week it's a new season um i'm, I'm proud of you i'm happy for you that's and because good. of that i'm going to go against you san I diego Um, I I think they're going to get it done. I think all the pieces that they have defensively, as you just talked about, Naomi Gurma, Kaylin Sheridan, um, honestly, Kaylee Real in that back line. These are players that were lockdown defenders last year, and I know how much Casey Stoney, head coach of the Wave, puts an emphasis on defense. And because of that, it's going to make Mallory Swanson's day miserable. Um, It's going to go down to San Diego and then a moment of brilliance on the other end from an Alex Morgan, a Jaden Shaw, we could see get in there, a Mackenzie Doniak, Taylor Korniak. There's a lot of different threats that we could see from the wave. Um, And I think that the balanced attack that San Diego has is going to give them the upper hand against Chicago. So I'm going San Diego. I love it. Good to have some parody between us on the picks. I do think we can both agree that this of the two games is probably the game to watch. If you're looking to pick and or choose a game on Saturday to keep an eye on, always go for the one after dark. Uh, so stick around. We have more games to preview. We're going to do that right after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we've got more games to preview for opening weekend in NWSL regular season. Let's move to Sunday because Sunday it's a quadruple header of games to close out opening weekend. Let's start with Washington Spirit versus Owell Rain. That one kicking off at 4 p.m. Eastern. Washington Spirit, the hosts in this one. Game's going to take place at Audi Field, and you can catch this game on Paramount Plus, Lisa, we got to talk about it. Uh, oh, we, yeah. We're a little, we're a little nervous uh, about this. We have concerns, right, uh, about the, the spirit and how they're gonna look this year. And they're going up against what are really the favorites. I think moving into uh, the regular season, it fluctuates. I think depending on the day of the week. But Owell Rain is a team that many pundits, many fans are high on and looking to, you know, really go out there and contend for a number of titles this year, whether it's a Shield or a Challenge Cup or the the, the championship. Um, and we've got these two teams kicking off their seasons against each other. Uh, but does something like a home field advantage this mm-hmm. early in the season, you know, mean that much for a team like the Spirit? Who, who are you picking in this one? I think a home field advantage, yes, does help either team in this scenario just because it's it's coast-to-coast travel. And this early in the season, how much does that play a factor into it? Not probably as much as when we're a couple weeks in and teams have been on the road. But from Seattle to D.C., I mean, that's a trek. And I think uh, Washington this year announcing that all of their home games will be at Audi Field um, is an advantage to them. It gives them that high. They're no longer playing in in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, But we have to look at players and we have to look at certain uh, names on these rosters. One in particular I'm looking at, Emily Sonnet. She left Washington Spirit during the draft this year in early January, going to OL Reign. Um, and that's a very big loss for Washington in addition to their free agent loss, Kelly O'Hara. So that's two U.S. international defenders that have now left the back line for Washington Spirit. And that to me, leads to a lot of questions. Yes, they got Sam Staub back, which is massive. Um, Amber Brooks, also still a a veteran that is with the spirit side. But frankly, there's a lot of question marks and a lot of pieces because Sonnet and Kelly O'Hara were – name stays in the back line for Washington and helped lead them to that 2021 championship. So how do how does Washington now get the ball and, and build it up the field? Because they've got the presence up top in, in the dynamic duo of Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez. How do they get them the ball and, and find the back of the net? Can there be connection between the lines for Washington, which was something 
they struggled with a lot in 2022. Now under the new head coach, Mark Parsons, he's back in the NWSL. Um, To him, I feel like this has to be a bit of a rivalry game because he spent so much time at Portland and it was such a Cascadia rivalry between O.L. Reign and the Thorns. Now he's at Washington. He's got to have that chip on his shoulder to go against Laura Harvey um, with this new squad and, and turn Washington around. But now we're looking at an O.L. Reign side and, and Laura Harvey becoming uh, the winningest coach in the regular season last year with her 82nd win um, late in August. That came Megan Rapino is still on this roster. They've got Fallon Tellis Joyce in goal. Not a lot of changes for O.L. Reign. They are the one club that kept the most players from their 2022 season and the consistency there is going to help O.L. Reign. And because of that, I have Laura Harvey's side going on the road and getting a win at Audi Field over Washington just because of the consistency factor for O.L. Reign and and the fact that Washington is dealing with so many changes. But I think Seattle's going to walk away with the win. I'm with you. I'm not going to disagree with any of what you said. I think when I was looking at at this matchup and these two teams going head to head, it was probably amongst the six matches that was easiest for me to make a pick mm-hmm. for a win. Um, uh, we're talking about the players that the Spirit ha- have lost and how that might affect specifically their their back line and their defensive shape. And one of those players is going to be opposite side of the pitch now. It's going to be Emily Sonnet, someone that we've seen um, with the national team early in 2023 here, kind of building up and working back to to minutes, to, to certain match minutes. And we mostly saw during, um, over the course, between January through February, uh, Sonnet putting in pretty solid 45 right minute shifts um so would anticipate that maybe she's getting closer to 90 if if not already um there and so we're looking i think at at that yes i think if you're the spirit a thing that you're going to want to try to do in this regular season is make sure that you pick up as many points as possible when you have players like Trinity Rodman, uh, Andy Sullivan, even who we know can distribute Mm -hmm. the long ball or someone like an Ashley Sanchez, when you have those pieces on your pitch, because in the event that all three of those players are gone for the world cup, it's going to be, it's it's, going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty lonely in terms of the attack and where that's going to come from because Ashley Hatch is someone who has spent some time in national team camps herself and you're talking about anywhere from four to three to four players that could be gone for the World Cup. So while they're together, it's about getting the goals when you can get them and getting the yeah. points where you can get them. But I don't know if this is going to be one of those matches where that's going to happen for them. No I've, got, I've got the rain in this one, um, you know, taking taking the W. And I've got this about maybe 2-0. Two, two I'd, I'd put a scoreline on it. I think the rain could be good for, for two goals in this one. Yeah, I, I understand that completely. And, and talking about those spirit players that could go to the World Cup with the U.S., you have to look at someone like an Emily Sonnet for the rain. And yeah. this is a player that dealt with a bit of injury. So she was in and out of the U.S. roster, but most recently has been back in and looking to build up minutes with the United States women's national team. And if she can prove herself, I mean, U.S. head coach Vlako Anonofsky has talked so much about how club play leads to what he wants to see at the international level. And I think Sonnet's a player at this point that has gone into O.L. Reign, has elevated her level, has elevated the level of the players around her with that. Um, 
just based on her personal goals and and the role she wants to play during the World Cup this summer, um, giving them a a little bit more of an edge for sure for O.L. Reign and and going up against Washington and, and Mark Parsons. Absolutely. I just think there's a there's more that's working in favor for the rain that there is for the spirit. This is also going to be the first game where we get to see Mark Parson on the sidelines for the mm-hmm. spirit. What are the tactics that he's going to roll out with the spirit moving forward in, in the regular season? How are the players going to respond to, you know, to the coaching and the tactics? And uh, we're going to we're going to get that first glimpse of it um, uh, on Sunday. So we're both going rain in uh, in this match. Let's pivot a little bit to the another game that's taking place on Sunday. Let's chat a little bit about Portland Thorns and Orlando Pride, this one kicking off at 5 p.m. Eastern in Providence Park at Portland. You can catch it on Paramount+. Plus. Look, I just want to put a little teaser here, okay? We've got, we're talking about exclusive interviews that we're going to have on Attacking Third, and we might have something really cool coming up with an Orlando Pride player. And listen, we've seen a lot of cool things mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the Orlando Pride organization throughout the duration of the offseason. And we are eager to take a look at this team, really take that actual first step in a, in a in a rebuild and sort of you know lay out that foundation and get to see uh, this team coached by Seb Hines for a full season and we're excited about those things but this is a massive game they're going up against the reigning champions in the Portland Thorns and I think if you're just looking at things on paper you're going with the reigning champions, but I'm very curious about your perspectives on this game, Lisa, because we're a little bit bullish at times on the pride. (laughs) Yeah, we tend to be, we tend to be, but you have to look at it like this reigning league and championship MVP, Sophia Smith forward with Portland thorns. Um, She's back. They've also returned Christine Sinclair in the midfield, Bella Bigsby in goal. This is a Portland side that, uh, I believe has gotten stronger in the off season and, and what they're trying to do and going up against an Orlando side that is in a rebuild, right? This is um, a, a new year for the club with new ownership and new GM and Haley Carter that the club and the players and the coach Seb Hines are all very high on. Seb Hines is his first full preseason with the team. And we know that when Seb Hines took over uh, towards the latter half of the 2022 season, he put the team through a little bit of a preseason. Uh, they were doing two a days, Orlando pride. They were getting back on the, the right side of things. He was putting a bigger emphasis on defense than the team had ev- ever had throughout 2022 at that point. And Orlando did have a little bit of a turnaround. They picked up uh, a couple of wins in a row. They made it difficult to play um, in Orlando at, at that Exploria stadium. Uh, but now, as Seb Hines had a full offseason, a first draft, one in which Orlando Prides had three draft picks in which they signed them all, Messiah Bright, Emily Drill, uh, Madrill, Summer Yates, um, a player in Emily Drill, Madrill, who I think we could actually see in this opening weekend as, as one of the rookies in this league uh, playing along that back line. And with Orlando, they are looking to turn the page. They've laid a new foundation, and now they want to build on it. However building and construction. If anyone lives in the city, they know it takes forever when it's banging outside your door. 
It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I don't think Orlando is going to be able to build the pieces to put up the stabilizing walls of that start of the foundation of them in this first opening weekend, going up against reigning champions, traveling to Portland um, and, and having to get a little bit chilly, a little bit uncomfortable with the weather and the climate in, in Oregon. I think because of all those factors, Portland is going to be more comfortable and they're going to have the upper hand. I don't see it being a runaway game though yeah. uh, in Portland's eyes, but I do think Portland's going to win, but yeah. I don't think it'll be a runaway game for the thorns. I'm with you hundred percent. I've also, I've also got this as sort of a narrow kind of scoreline. And I think Portland does get the W in their week one home opener, but it's not going to be easy. You know, it's, it's uh we're going to see a pretty hungry with nothing to lose type of Orlando pride side uh, who are probably going to be motivated by the fact that they're going up against uh, the reigning champions, but they spend all of their preseason in Florida. It's going to be a little bit of a different uh, weather environment when they go uh, to the Pacific Northwest. We'll see how that affects them as well. Uh, and I think for, for Portland coming out of their championship, while they did have to uh, take a look at some things in the coaching staff side, they had the, the resignation of Rain Wilkinson. They tried to mostly keep uh, the pieces of that championship winning team intact in order to run it back in 2023. So I think the familiarity is going to help them uh, kind of get off to a good start in the early phases and stretches of the regular season, including this first first match. Uh, but something that we're not chatting about here enough, I think, in my opinion, is the introduction of VAR. Why do I feel like this game <laughs> might give us some interesting introductions to video assistant referee? I don't know. We'll see it. But I'm going with you uh, uh, as well, going with the Thorns and a narrow win against the Pride. Maybe we'll chat a little bit more about VAR. I, like that. I like that you think this is the game that we could see VAR start and, and it's a Sunday afternoon. This is a five o'clock Eastern yeah. kick um, out of Portland. So there's a, a lot, I mean, a quartet of games to watch on Sunday. Um, I think we'll get VAR before this one. We'll see. It out we'll there. see. Maybe it'll be the controversial one. Maybe that's what it'll be. Yeah, yeah I this, see that. This might be the game. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about some more of it because we got two more games to preview for everyone. And we got a couple final picks to make. So we'll be back right after a quick break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's make these final two picks. There is a theme here on Sunday's games. You can catch them all on Paramount Plus. Use that promo code NWSL2023. Get that free month to kickstart your regular season. Let's chat all about Houston Dash versus Racing Louisville FC. This one kicking off at 7 p.m. in Houston. Catch it on Paramount Plus. I am so excited for these two teams. I hope this game is reflective of their club names because we've got the Dash <laughs> versus Racing, and I want to see them pop off. I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I, I feel like I've been holding my draw for quite some time, and I think it could be this game. That okay, gives we us spent too much time together. I've also been holding my draw for this <sighs> game. It's Let's talk about why. Yeah. Let's talk about why we both are, are looking at, at a draw for, for this game. First of all, we're very, very excited about the moves that these two teams made in their offseason. When we're looking at Houston, we're absolutely high on uh, Dan, Dan Ordonez's arrival to the Dash, the hometown kid, going to play uh, locally in front of family and friends, and hopefully that will aid her in her sophomore season uh, to continue the goal scoring that she produced in her rookie season. Uh, last year and racing introducing a lot of strong international pieces into the core. We're very excited about the arrival of Uchenna Canoe. Now we both have this as a draw. Do we want to have fun with the scoreline? Yeah, I think it's going to, I think there's going to be goals. Well, I'm not going nil nil in this one. I, I one, one, two, two. Uh, I'm thinking there are going to be goals because when you look at these two sides, it's, well, it's a little bit of a reunion for a handful of players at Racing Louisville, Abby Ursaid, Carson Pickett, um, and at Houston, Diana Ordonez. It's a little, a dash reunion um, for these sides. And that's what I'm excited to see, kind of how they defend against a Diana Ordonez, a Maria Sanchez, and Ebony Salmon. Of course, availability reports are not out at the time of this recording. There, there may be some changes in this, but because of that and what they've got going on at dash, they're going to get a goal. I oh, honestly yeah. could see it happening pretty quick out the gate. So, so um, I mean, I'm getting into the weeds here on this, but I think Houston's going to have a lead at, at some point in this game, um, perhaps a pretty consistent one, but racing has all those international pieces. Um, they are a team that is looking to dominate this year. And I think they're one of our sleepers. They were one of our dark horse teams yeah. that we talked about uh, surprising some people that are maybe sleeping on a racing Louisville. And I think that they will get some back. So that's why I'm thinking a one, one, a two, two in this game, but Houston scoring first. I'm, I'm getting deep on this one. I like that. I like that. Houston's going first. I I agree with that. I think I think Houston's maybe similar to some other places around the league. It's become a difficult place to play. And maybe folks don't look at that when they're looking at, at, at numbers, right? And things like that in terms of uh, uh, fans and the turnstiles and stuff. But when you're going out to Houston and you're playing at a certain time of day, it gets hot out there, right? Ooh. So they, they've made it a, a tough place to play. Now, this one is an evening kickoff, so it's going to it's gonna be a little different. It's also it's March, hot in Houston. So, so it's, not, it's not maybe going to be as you know blistering as an as a afternoon game in July, right? But I, I, I do think that uh, both... 
both of these teams are going to be capable of, of navigating that type of stuff, right? The flora and the fauna of it all. Uh, and I, I do think that we'll get goals in this game. At least I'm hopeful for that. We want to manifest that, right? I, I'm absolutely so thrilled and excited and, and eager to see uh, the relationship between uh, Maria Sanchez and Diana Ordonez kind of uh, really take off. You know, these are two players mm-hmm. who have spent time uh, with each other with, in Mexican national team camps. And I think there's something very unique and special here that NWSL fans can can keep an eye on and start to watch kind of really the early phases and beginnings of uh, chemistry being built, right? That maybe that can lead to a little bit of, um, you know, kind of a, a franchise storyline for the dash moving forward. So hopefully they can connect uh, pretty quickly on the pitch with each other. And I think it'll provide some mm-hmm. real excitement, I think in a game like this and for the league in general. Um, but I think on the other side of things for, for racing, they're not going to be in slouches there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also eager to see certain players on their team kind of develop chemistry pretty quickly, you know, is Savannah DeMello going to be another one of these sort of X factor players for racing? Is she, is, is she going to put everyone on notice once more with her kind of, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a set piece specialist. Um, so I'm very, very excited about this game and uh, I hope we get something like a two, two uh, in this game. I want to see the goals. I do too. That would be fun. Pop off. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get to come back and we're correct. And honestly, if there's a winner in this one, I still think the the scoreline is going to be a little bit bigger. The energy of, we're talking about the energy of just like, you know, just vibes, no defense. I mean, I think this (laughs) this could be the one. And that's funny considering the moves that these two teams made to kind of, uh, you know, ensure their, their back lines will, will look a little bit different, a little bit better, let's say moving forward into the 2023 season. So uh, we'll, we'll see if, if we were right on this one uh last one for sunday night final pick of the show we've got angel city fc and new jersey new york gotham fc they are going to kick off at 9 p.m eastern on paramount plus angel city the hosts in this one maybe i should have held my draw for this one lisa and you know Uh what who says you can't have two draws? You can't have two draws, right? <laughs> when we're looking at, we've got West Coast versus East Coast. There's all the storylines around that going into this match, and we're looking at these two teams. Do you think anyone has the advantage over the other in this game? I think Battle of the Coast, for me, is is definitely a factor in this one. I think, I, I mean, this might be one of, like, my top matches of the weekend to watch. It is a late night game on Sunday yeah. after you've already seen five, but tune in to this game because Angel City, Gotham FC, look at the pieces that Gotham has acquired in the offseason. Kelly O'Hara, free agent out of Washington, defender. Lynn Williams, forward from Kansas City. They've reestablished themselves. We've talked so much about Midge Purse, so talking in our overall season preview that she's going to be a striker to explode this year, and she really needs to have that big year for Gotham. I mean, Gotham has only one place to go, and that's up. And I think it starts right now. And they've got so much going with them. I think I'm excited to see how their defensive structure breaks down and, and what they look like in the midfield with an Ali Long or a McCall Zerboni, Christy Mewis, um, Ifeomana Mano in the front line. Like there are the pieces there that can hopefully come together and and be a very dangerous Gotham side. But they've got to travel to LA and Angel City 
dealing with some players still coming back from injury. Uh, I'm looking at a Kristen Press, Sydney LaRue in that front line, but they've returned Sarah Gordon a defender in the back line that was with Chicago iron woman. She changed the way Chicago could defensively play and, and start their attack with how quick Sarah Gordon is, how smart she is in a center back position, how clean she is on the ball. And now that angel city has the weapon of Gordon being back, it's going to change the game for angel city. So whatever you thought you knew about, uh, the LA team last year, it's going to be elevated this year. And I, I think you saving a draw for this game is not at all unrealistic. I think, uh, honestly, this game will most likely end in a draw, but for the sake of me not just being stubborn and wanting to not pick two draws in opening weekend, um, because I think we're going to get three draws in opening weekend, <laughs> I, I am going to give this one to Gotham. I think Gotham's okay. going to get a win. I do. I think they're going to get one goal in, in a moment of brilliance, in, in a moment of weakness for Angel City that happens is how Gotham's going to break through the door. It's going to be tricky. It might not be the prettiest thing you've ever seen, but I, I think the New Jersey, New York team could get away with a win if it's not a draw in this one. You can be stubborn all you want. I'm going with the flow. I'm here. I'm here for the vibes only. I'm going to select another draw for, for this game. And if Houston Dash and Racing Louisville is my high octane type of draw, this one might be my kind of low scoring type of draw. I'm not going to say snoozer draw, just a low scoring type mm -hmm. of draw. Cause I don't anticipate that this game is going to be a snoozer at all. I'm very no. excited for the, the return of Sarah Gordon. I think it's going to make this defense look and feel different than it was last year uh i think this is a game where really she's going to put the league on notice i think there might be folks out there that might have forgot about sarah gordon and that's unfortunate because uh they're going to find out real real quick in week one uh what what she's about and you know i think when you're looking across gotham's potential attack there's a lot to be excited about there but angel city it is tough to play out in L.A. They've always got the fans behind them. It is a raucous crowd. You and I have had the privileges going out there and seeing a couple games and the the intensity that is provided mm -hmm. by the fans, really sort of mm -hmm. that 12th player for them uh, on the pitch. And I think in a week one that can, you know, affect things uh, a little bit. But I'm mostly I'm mostly excited for the possibility of getting to see somebody like an Alyssa Thompson uh, step into this game. Uh, even if she's someone that's available off of the bench, I think can really kind of provide a little bit of uh, that energy that they may look for in the event that it does become a little bit of a lull. Again, this is week one. Maybe there's going to be a solid 45 minutes of just sort of feeling each other out, right? Or everybody is so amped up to finally take the pitch that maybe everything all the shots aren't on target but they're flying right I mean not only are we finally here in the regular season after like 150 days but Angel City and Gotham still have to wait they are the last two teams to kick off over the course of this weekend so I really do think they're going to be full of energy and, and kind of want to go out there so I don't again it's not a sleeper draw it's just going to no. be one of those things that happens I do think there's there's a possibility for uh, either side to squeak in a goal um, but I do do have this one in, in a low scoring draw.
I don't think it's possible for there to be a sleeper game ever at Bank of California Stadium. As you talked about, the 12th man, the stadium, the crowd, the fans, the supporter section is so electric there. Um, There's so many incredible storylines on this opening weekend of the 11th year of the NWSL and having both uh, former expansion sides and California teams in San Diego and Angel City hosting this weekend is is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And, and it really leads to how this game is continuing to grow and how the league is growing and the fan base and supporters are growing. Um, yeah. I mean, thank God we're here. <laughs> we're looking. I mean, you know, we, we look we're looking across these games for, you know, the the, the shapes of, of some things, whether it's in the front line or, uh, you know, on the, the back line. Um, but I think of, of all these games, when I, if I'm looking at a coaching battle, I'm also this is the game where I'm looking for that mm-hmm. as well. I think it might come down to to the coaches decisions and then the tactics there. I mean, we're we're looking at a year two for Freya Coombe, um with Angel City and she doesn't. You know, she, there are some unknowns there in terms of the pieces that she has available and, and who will be available or unavailable for match week one. And then for, you know, Gotham, it's going to be year one for Juan Carlos Amoros. And, and it's going to yeah. be eager to see what a full season looks like uh, under, uh, you know, his coaching tactics, because we only got to see a little bit from him with Houston Dash last year when he was the interim. And, and perhaps, you know, maybe we saw Houston burn out a little bit as they kind of went to, to the into mm-hmm. the playoffs, you know, because it was so much Go, 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 go. So we'll see a little bit of, of, of what we're going to see there because we've heard him say that they want to play exciting football, right? So we'll see what that looks like in this matchup. But it's all those unknowns and and, and kind of curious things within this match, which is why I've got the the one one draw for this one. So I'm eager to see and come back in the recap and see how many we how many we got right, how many we got wrong. Because of course, you know, there will be ones that we got incorrect. But I'm just happy to be back doing this with you and with everyone else joining us live but that's all we've got today please do not forget that paramount plus is going to be your home for the 2023 nwsl regular season paramount plus is giving away one free month to kickstart your nwsl season you can use the promo code nwsl 2023 that's nwsl 2023 for one free month of paramount plus We'll have a live weekend recap on Sunday night after Angel City and Gotham finish their match. So make sure you tune right back here with us on YouTube for a recap of the weekend slate of games. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with the weekend recap on Sunday night. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.